0: welcome back to the athlete maestro podcast guys the athlete development podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as learn the business side of sports i'm your host tola and this is episode 646 have a systemic approach to training things can always turn around and never race against your competitors His legend will continue to live on as one of the greatest middle and long distance runners in history. At a point in his illustrious career, he simultaneously held the world record in the mile 5,000 meters and 10,000 meters. A feat that has never been repeated. Today on the show, finished great Pavel Nermi. In sports, there are athletes you continue to hear of, but you never really looked into their story. And, and it goes from every single sport. You've always heard about this guy. Like, for example, now, for many people who are not big football fans, you've heard about Eusebio. But who exactly who's Eusebio? Like, oh, great footballer, great footballer. Maybe you know a little bit, but not really. You see, Pablo Nermi was one of those guys. One of the people who, when you look back on the history, of track and field especially middle and long distance like his name is up there a boy whose dreams were almost caught short would go on to be a dominant force in track and field a promising young runner who had to leave his passion behind to fend for his family after his father died at such a young age as destiny would have it he would find a way to achieve both objectives he would redefine his sport at the same time he would provide for his family don't forget that at this time in the 20s when athletes couldn't make money as professionals at the age of 15 he watched on as Hans color won three gold medals at the 1912 olympic games he began training to do something similar this was a guy who at the age of 11 was running the 1500 meters in 5.2 seconds. It would take him eight years to get to his first Olympic Games. And boy, did his training show. Yes, he didn't win the 5,000 meters, but he won the 10,000 meters, the cross country, and the team event. A year later, he broke his first world record in the 10,000 meters. In 1923, he did the unprecedented, held the world record in the mile, 5,000 meters. And ten thousand meters at the same time. So a mile in today's track and field sense will be about sixteen hundred meters, roughly thereabout. So the mile doesn't exist again today. But just imagine an athlete who was holding the fifteen hundred meters, the five thousand meters, and the ten thousand meters world records at the same time. Like ten thousand is distance running, five thousand you're coming into middle distance, is is pure middle distance so just look at how diverse it is it's just like usain bolt holding the 100 200 and 400 meters world records at the same time and there were so many times when he postulated that he might go for the 400 but just to show you how difficult it is it was something that he did not do no athlete then and no athlete now has ever done it again. He followed up a legendary year, so that's Pavel Nermey now, in 1924 when he absolutely blew the world away. In six days, he won five gold medals. On a particular day, he won two gold medals in the space of two hours in the 1500 meters and the 5000 meters. French magazine Miro des Sports named the feat Pavel Neumann goes beyond the limits of humanity. Even when his powers were beginning to wane at the 1928 Olympic Games, he still won gold in the 10,000 meters and bronze in the 5,000 meters and 3,000 meters steeplechase. Throughout his entire career, he was never defeated in the 10,000 meters. At the peak of his powers, he was undefeated for 121 races in distances above 800 meters so consecutively he was undefeated in 121 races above 800 meters so from 800 meters above 1500 5000 3000 there about he was undefeated 121 consecutively a legend in every sense of the world today is your mentor guys and there are three lessons that i want you to learn from pavel like i said in the intro you know this is one guy that i had also been hearing about look there's no way that you are a student of sports generally so you can be a student of sports uh, from the tactical side from the business side you can be a student of sports generally but for someone like me who generally am a student of sports i study athletes more or less for a living to show you what they did what you can learn from them which of course is the essence of this monday episode i've been having about pervert new me i've been here i'm like who is this guy so when i sat down to do this episode and to actually look into him boy even I was blown away and do not forget that this is a time when you didn't have like the the track athletes you were not professional athletes so they're not necessarily getting paid so imagine how motivated you needed to be for how tough he was at the time you didn't have all this technology that you have now the cleats the running shoes and all these things that you used to train now you didn't have it at the time so it just makes what he has achieved all the more remarkable the first lesson guys That i want you to learn from pavel nermi is have a systemic approach to training have a systemic approach to training. now in the history of track and field right i mean this this goes back to the 1800s and and all of these funny times when people used to run in the history of track and field pavel nermi right is the guy who is credited more or less like credited with with having a definite way that he actually trained. So, more or less in those times, when anybody was participating, you know, especially in the track and field sports, I mean, even distance running, they just used to do a whole bunch of things, go out there and run. Do a whole bunch of things, go out there and run. You see, Pavel Nomi was the first guy who said, hey, look, I'm going to make this as systemic as possible and I'm going to define what my training is going to be so he had it walking to his training don't forget this is a distance runner so he had it walking to his training he had sprinting <laughs> to his training and then he added calisthenics as well so i'm sure you might look at what the hell is calisthenics i got you because when i read that at all I was like what exactly does that mean so calisthenics is a form of strength training consisting of a variety of movements that exercise large muscle groups you know so it's 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 a variety of exercises targets those large muscles like your thigh muscles quadriceps and all those things he added it to his training so the question guys and of course the lesson for you from this episode is what is the method behind your training now, i know you're not the coach you might say you're not the coach but let's look at it now from a personal point of view your personal standpoint so obviously listen to this podcast now you know that if you play team sports your real job starts after team training is done that's when the real work starts so the real work doesn't start you know when oh i've done team training no 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 no, no. personal team training that's where the real work starts so let's take it from that angle do you have a systemic approach to how you train? Do you have a definite way with how you train? Or is personal training for you? I do this today, tomorrow, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Let me see how things go. You see, even the greats, people like Cristiano Ronaldo and and, and all of that, yes, they do team training. But when they come back to the personal training, there's a systemic approach to what they do. So the minute he gets home, from team training there's a particular thing that i do so either i gets on the treadmill he gets on the exercise bike it's going to do some stretching there is a systemic approach to how he trains and of course this is a conversation that you can have with your coach as well for those of you who play individual sports so uh, your tennis boxing gymnastics um some some fighting sports this is a conversation that you can have that look come is there a systemic approach to how we're training and i also remember the episode we did on david Rudisha. you know and this was one of the things we talked about as well so he and his team sat down and he said look there has to be a method to our training so that it's easier for us to track to know what's working to know how effective this new thing is that we are doing and of course they sat down came up with that Whatever it is they wanted to do. And of course, that led Rudisha at the time, and I mean, he had injury issues, to being one of the most dominant and greatest 800 meter runners of all time in this sport. You see, you have to have a systemic approach to training. You have to have a method to your training. What is the method to the current training regimen that you have? So it's a conversation that you either have with yourself for personal training time. Or you have with your coaches that i know we've been working on this thing i know we're training hard i know we're doing everything possible to ensure that yes we get the results we want but what's the system to this training what's it designed to achieve what's the method to doing things this way what's it designed to help me get where is it designed to take me you see these conversations they bring up so much that even you yourself would never have thought was possible first lesson guys from Pavo have a systemic approach to training the second lesson guys from Pavo is things can turn around quickly things can always turn around so always turn around turn around quickly the point is things can always change now i read in the intro a part just a little bit in terms of what this guy goes through so he grows up 11 year old right and he wants to be a track runner he's falling in love with the sport he's seen you know a native run and he wants to do it all of a sudden his father dies right and his family is cash trapped like literally uh there was no money that's let's just put it that way there literally was no money so this was a guy who then began at that age such a young age began to do odd jobs just to ensure that he could fend for his family and of course that dream of being a, a track athlete distance runner whatever it is it had to go in abeyance for the meantime because his family needed to eat at a point they even needed to rent out a, a kitchen want the kitchen in their house so at least some money could come in and they could eat again at the age of 15 watches finnish legend another finnish legend you know go to the olympics and do exploits and That that desire is rekindled. That, look, we can do this. I can actually do this. I can still pursue this. Even as I try to continually fend for my family. And that's why I said this second lesson is key. You see, things can always turn around for you. And that is exactly what happened with him. So the minute he kind of reconnected to that desire and then he got a proper job. So he was doing the job at the same time he was working. And he was training, and he was combining all of those things together. And of course, as things continue to go slowly but surely, things continued to turn around, turn around, up until the point where goes to the Olympics, absolutely begins is is terror of domination, if I can call it that, you know, in a good way, of course, and stuns the world with his athletics ability. And of course, it's the same thing. I was reading a story, you know, just today. At the time of this recording where they were recapping, someone was recapping um, Edward Mendy's story. So, Edward Mendy plays football and is a goalkeeper for Chelsea Football Club in England. You know, and this was a guy who just, what, five years ago there about, he didn't have a club. He calls his agent and he tells his agent, you know, I thought you were going to give me a trial. I thought you were going to give me an opportunity. You know, couldn't reach the agents. Agents wasn't responding to his phone calls. You know after some time, get a message from the agent sorry, I can't do anything. I wish you well in your future endeavors. He had to go to the fourth tier of French football because he's from France, signed with La Havre in the country, and of course, slowly begins to work his way up. He eventually gets bought to be the third choice goalkeeper of Olympique de Marseille. And guess what? From there, the rest, as they say, is history, guys. Things can always turn around for you. It doesn't matter where things are now. You know, and I've always said this. Look, it's not how you start. It's not necessarily it. It's now that all the superstars have made it on the big screen. At least like Pavel have gone into the history books that we now go back to the beginning and say, oh, wow. So he actually went through this. So he actually did this. So this was how his story unfolded. It's now that we do that. So it means that what is key is how the story turns out, not necessarily how the story begins. So the the, the start is not what matters. How is this thing supposed to end? And that's why the second lesson that I want you to learn from him is that things can always turn around. So don't get dejected in the current state where you find yourself. You know, that goal looks so far off. It looks like it won't happen. It looks like it won't work. You know, how am I supposed to make this? How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed, you know, you, you have all of those questions bubbling in your head, bubbling in your head, bubbling in your head. You see, things can always turn around. Now, of course, this leads me to the third lesson and final one from Pavel Nermi is never race against your competitors. Never race against your competitors. Now, this is something that I've said on the podcast previously. You know, in the sense that, look, your biggest competitor, first and foremost, is you. And then you should never be concerned about what your competitors are doing. Oh, so this is how my competitor is training. Okay, this is how, this is what my competitor is doing. This is how they are approaching their career. Absolutely not. What you should be focused on is you. And you see, what Pavanomi did, you know, with his sports, and of course, this was something uh, that was a talking point at the time as it related to, You know how he was not only training, but how he was never afraid of his competition. And Parvanehmi himself says that when you race against time, you don't have to sprint. Others can't hold the pace if it is steady and hard all through these steps. So they asked him, you know, Parvanehmi, like, look, how is it that? you don't fear your competitors. You're always meticulous, you know, in how you execute the times that you run and things like that. And it's like, competitors are absolutely not. Track and field or distance running is a race against time. That is the nature of the sport. So remember at the beginning when we talked about being a student of the sport, you can be students in the technical aspect, various aspects, right? In the knowledge aspect, in the history aspect, you can be a student. You see, for this guy, He was a student in the execution of his sport, and he knew that for distance running, which is right, you are racing against time. Any sort of running, you are running against time. So what he said is that, look, if you are racing against time, then why are you sprinting? So because your competitors are running, you are also running. Like, what's the method behind that? So you see that it ties back into the first lesson that we looked at. He said, look, other people that are running, they cannot hold the pace if it is steady and hard all through until you get to the end so because his target was the time right all he needed only knew that he needed to do was hold the pace steady and make the pace hard because i'm tr- i'm racing against the time i know the times i'm supposed to meet and of course he had this stopwatch that he was always wearing. he never went around anywhere without that stopwatch so that he could check right and he could time so once he knew that look at this point this is the time that i'm supposed to be at and he kept that pace steady then obviously the others could not keep up you see this lesson is key guys stop casting glances at what your opponents are doing what your competitors are doing this is how they are training this up if you have a complete understanding of your sports then you should know what you should be doing and when to make yourself the ultimate objective and to improve in what you're doing if you know your sport well enough then you should know what you should be doing per time to ensure that your objectives in your sport are met. That's a key thing. And that literally and really is the only important thing that you need to focus on. Final lesson, guys, from Pavel and never race against your competitors. Understand your sport. Understand what you need to do to improve and then just go and execute that. For Pavel, he knew that, look, distance running is a race against time. If i know the times i'm supposed to be hitting hold it steady and hold it hard and of course my competitors would not be able to keep up and of course that's what led him to absolutely dominating this sport absolute this was the 20s but he absolutely dominated three lessons guys from pavel is systemic have a systemic approach to training things can always turn around and never race against your competitors never race against your competitors athlete maestro guys episode 646 pavel nermi one of the greatest if not the greatest distance runner of all time like his records are absolutely there head over to the website guys athletemaestro.com check out all the free resources that we have for you there every single one is geared to helping you ensure that you break your mental and physical limitations in sports and at the same time you also get to the point where you understand the business side of sports so that you can take advantage of it athlete maestro.com if you haven't subscribed to the podcast you haven't left us a rating and review what are you waiting for i think i was checking the reviews that we have on the podcast and i think we need to find a way to drive that up so head over to whatever device you're using to listen to this whatever platform itunes soundcloud and leave us a rating and review of the show what it does is that it boosts the profile of the podcast tells other athletes that hey 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 this is a wire resource they can use to ensure that their goals in sports are met athlete forward slash subscribe you learn how to subscribe you'll also learn how to leave that rating and review athlete forward slash subscribe if you have any questions send me a mail Tola, at athlete maestro.com Tola at athlete maestro.com catch you on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing it's not enough you must do i want you to go out there learn all the lessons you can from an absolute legend in Pavo Nermi. i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day date.